bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. Well, happy 4th of July, ma'am. Happy Independence Day <laughs> to you. Um, another holiday, another no dollars. <laughs> we are here recording this on the actual 4th of July. We did not pre-record this. No. We did not go outside. We did no. not... Mm-mm. Um, see friends? No, we didn't see friends. We didn't see any friends. We didn't see any friends at all. We didn't see loved ones. We didn't. We didn't. We do go outside for different smoking drug <laughs> endeavors and things, and we do um, like to eat barbecue food together as loved ones of I each mean, other. There was <laughs> honestly like the it's hot dog season. Hot dog. It's hot dog season, and the hot dogs are fucking good, okay? I sent Ashley Ryder an email called Costco Queens, uh, as in, uh, you know, Johnny McGovern, Q-W-E-E-N, yes. Queens, mm-hmm. okay, the Quans. And Ashley did not get back to me. I don't know what, you know, busy, fancy life stuff she's doing, but I had to have her know that our Costco memberships that she got for us are just really firing for the summer. They are, and I can't <laughs> wait. And I even went by there today, but they're closed. They're this closed. Fourth of July. I got on the Vespa. Okay, <laughs> here's my Fourth of July gift to moi. Mm-hmm. Okay, to to us really. I got on the Vesp to yeah. try and go to the gym. Closed. I then was like, okay, I'm gonna try and go get hot dogs at Costco. Okay. Closed. Then I had to go to Ralph's. Then they were open. So I got everything there. Upon leaving Ralph's, a car got in front of me and stopped. You did get our Bud Light Next, mm-hmm. which is our low-cal, low-carb beer yep. with full alk yep. that we are doing because the Trumpers, they want to fucking boycott Bud yes. Light and yep. we ain't doing it, um, hunty. No, we're we're buying more Bud Light than we've ever bought, ever. We drink Coors Light. Yeah, all the Bud Light. I mean, the funny thing is when it comes to beer, it's like, uh, we have to sit there and watch Redneck upon Redneck drink beer and do rodeos and fucking all the bullshit that goes along with drinking beer hunting. NASCAR. NASCAR type bullshit. Of loud I've never had a, I never even thought twice about it. But you get one fucking trans drinking with one day who had a one thing. Right. And now you have to blow up Bud Light cans. What's the matter with you? Well, we're drinking it more than we ever have and drinking loving it. it. And you sent a picture of your Vespa <laughs> with the Bud Light next on the back. Yes. And it really made my 4th of July. Yeah. And I, because I had to think twice about like, how am I going to get this on the Vespa? I didn't think it would be there. I didn't expect to even, the, uh, it was all unexpected. It's so hard then, to find Bud Light next in LA is. because everybody's on a diet. 
Exactly. So I got the Bud Light next. Not to mention, it's just as crisp. It's cool. It go- it's good. I it's like good. it. It's good. It's I good. hate regular Bud Light. I know. And you do too. And I say that knowing we'd still be drinking it because we don't want to do the boycott. But this is hitting. It's good. You know, we want it to taste like club soda. And it does. I mean, it literally. <laughs> literally. Okay. So... Now, I know that dr- driving the Vespa is dorky and everything. And I, when I'm on it, I know that from the outside, people are looking at it like a big dork is driving on the thing. But in me, in myself, I'm riding it like I'm riding like a fucking hog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm on a motorcycle. I get all my imagination going. It's just like going to the gym. Yeah. I imagine I'm doing a thing. Everywhere I go. You're in your own movie. I'm always in my own movie. It's right. the only way I can survive. Yeah. So. And let's not forget, in addition to being the dork on the Vespa. <laughs> You've got the Bud Light next and hot dogs I, on the back. I have Bud Light next. <laughs> so, um, and the early okay. morning hours of yeah. 4th of July because right. let's not let it get too hot <laughs> exactly. when we take out our Vespa. Exactly. So I'm fucking on the thing and minding my own business. And then a car drives in front of me and stops. And a guy g- comes out of like the window or whatever. And it's like, hey, 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 hey. And I was just like, oh, wait a minute. I'm maybe, oh, oh, me? Yeah. Come here. And then I was like, okay. So at that point, I thought maybe something had fallen off the the Vespa. The Bud Light was on the ground. You know what I mean? Somebody's stopping me to tell me that there was an issue. I pull up and he's like, yeah, I've always wanted one of those. I just want to ask you a couple questions. And then we got into a whole fucking thing. And I was like, oh, how cool do I feel? Because he was like a cool guy. Okay. And um, what made him a cool guy? Um, he was just young and cool. <laughs> He's and a like, hipster. He was like just cool. He was cool. He wasn't super hipster, but he was, he was like. Um, was he good looking? Yeah, he was cute. Okay, he was cute. Well, that's the first thing that makes him cool. Yeah, he was cute. Right, he was cute. Um. And so he's good looking. He's not in like a super dorky car. No. We're not in an electric car with all due no. to anyone who likes that. No. But we don't no. personally like love that. No, exactly. And okay. So he's giving just you cool clothes. Cool are we clothes. doing like are we giving like 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 you know, clean Jordans and like a or, or what kind of summer outfit? Cool hair, cool clothes, oh, okay. just doing it. Okay. And Leading lurking up. strangely on a Vespa. On my on me. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not dressed cool, okay, at all, because <laughs> I was going to go to the gym. <laughs> We're quite aware. So I'm just like, okay. So then he asked me a million questions, and then he was like, oh, this, yeah, I just got to just gonna, just gotta do it. I just t- I told her, and I guess he had his girlfriend or whatever in the car, and he's like, I just always wanted one. And I was like, just live your dreams. Happy 4th. Let's just do it. And he's like, yeah. Oh, did he have a cute girl there, too? I didn't see her face. But he still had a, like a, a girl, and he said the girl thought it's too dorky. He didn't say that that but we those know words, that's where we're at. But clearly he was right. trying to prove to the girl that it was acceptable to get this. He's like, look, a dorky lesbian likes it, honey. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I just her. say unto him, I hope that um, she allows him to live his dream and to get his Vespa. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to have to fall into his lap. Exactly. And then she's just going to be like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, such as I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing it now. <laughs> and, but you know what? I, I never felt less dorky than when I saw the picture of the Vespa with the Bud Light next on the back. And That's I was right. like, slow clap for me. Cause here I come for our work day. <laughs> That's right. I do want to say that it's historically in, you know, in, in, in the dumb gay politics, um, legend, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the legend of the rent was way hardcore. <laughs> now, we started this podcast in December of 2016, but really mm-hmm. officially, I would think we count the beginning of 2017, you know? Right. Um, we made, uh, have made the entire time little to no money on it. Yes. <laughs> and um, okay. it's really just a, it's just a... It's a love letter. Yeah, it really is. It's just... Um, <laughs> But we have made some money, but in the beginning especially, we really just wanted to do it and commit to doing it no matter what uh, every 17 other side hustle we had. Mm -hmm. And the only week we ever took off was what week, Mama? July 4th. Yep. That was the only time we ever took off. We would do 51 motherfucking weeks a year, birthdays, holidays, every single one. And would be 4th of July was our one time. And... Now we just take off all the time. Anytime we want. It doesn't matter. Now it's just at a whim. So, but Mm -hmm. I did feel kind of like this is the 4th of July that happens to fall on a Tuesday. I don't actually know if that's ever happened. Maybe in in 2017 would have been the last time. It's right on a Tuesday. We just said, you know what? We're not fucking doing shit with anyone. (laughs) We've already been drunk for a week straight. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, doing it for ourselves. And we spent the day together eating hot dogs and drinking Bud Light next and doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was really just a really nice, lovely way to do a 24 hours of free work. It's true. <laughs> Cause yeah. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I love, oh, I'm just, you know what? I'm just, all I want to do is just eat hot dogs, hang out with you, chill, I would like to make money for the work I do. Okay, though. I would like that. I would like that. I would I mean, like that. I would like that. I would like that. If I had to make no money for my work, I would only want to do it in this way. Yes, agreed. And we did have some fun fucking times this week. Yes. With other people and doing it. You <laughs> and know what I mean? with each other. And with each other, but that's the thing. We're with each other. So, uh, yes. And I do have to admit, the research and recon done on this particular episode was enjoyable. Yeah, we had a nice time. It was... And maybe that's because in all of the, you know... Um, six years or seven years of doing this podcast, we've never worked on 4th of July, so we've yeah. never researched it. I did wonder if we've done one before, but um, I had a nice time and, and um, a nice day. And mm-hmm. so, you know, another day, nice. another no dollars. Now, we did get some pictures from our 14 listeners for the Drug Dem Bulletin Board. Yes. And all of the notes are so fucking nice. I can't even deal. First, I want to do Brissa. Okay, from Beaumont, California. She sent us her pic with her dog. And the dog's name is Roxy Balboa, but the dog is so cute. It's like one of those, like, it's like a Shih Tzu with the underbite. Uh-huh. Right? Is yes, that what that is? I think it is. And she's just so cute. And you know, and the 14 listeners know that I love a new 14 listener. Like, I, I love a new picture. I mean, I love an updated photo, but a person I've never heard of, <laughs> such as Brissa... I was really, really excited to hear from her. Yeah. Hi, Julie and Brandy. I'm one of the OG listeners, and I finally wanted to take time to reach out. I've been a fan since you guys were on Bravo and followed you guys since. I included a picture of my dog, Roxy, Chloe Kardashian, Kim Richards, Balboa, but she goes by Roxy Balboa. She's around 13, and I rescued her when she was about one. She's emotionally attached to me, and it's only gotten worse since the pandemic. I wanted to congratulate you for all your success. I'll keep supporting you guys from Beaumont, California. Love, Brianna, a.k.a. Brissa. I mean, this dog. I can't. I feel like those Shih Tzus with the underbite. Oh, my God. They get, like, 
so much cuter too as they get older. Yes, they like get kookier. Yeah, and this more dog. important looking. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so much personality, ugh. and she is so cute. Yeah, and I do like the nickname Brissa. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you know this, my mom, but growing up, I always, always, always wanted my name to be Brianna. I did not know I that. I was obsessed with the name Brianna wow. growing up. Wow. Small little fun facts. Small fun facts. See what we're learning. Today. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I didn't know mm. a lot of Brianna's growing up, but but I had heard the name and I just was really, really obsessed with it. I don't think it. I know one. No. And then Brittany became the name that people would think like accidentally call me like Brittany. And then they'd right. be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, I love that. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute for me. No problem. Okay. So then thank you. Thank you, Brissa. Yeah. And we're putting this up. The bulletin board is enormous and growing. <laughs> now, here is Eric and Doran, who they sent us an updated pick for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. Now, I don't know if if Eric, if you know this, but they sent us early, early days. They are, well, at least Eric is an original 14 listener. He sent us like a a Chris, like an ornament for mm-hmm. the tree with their picture in it. Mm. I never told Eric this until now, but I took the ornament apart and I took <laughs> out their photo and I taped it onto a piece of paper and I put it on the drug gym bulletin board, but it's small. And even quite frankly, this one that they sent is still too small because we <laughs> like headshots of people. Yeah. We like a five by seven, ideally of a family or mm-hmm. a couple or a single. We like, we like a big pick. So, I already had their picture on our drug down bulletin board, but now we have it again. And I'm so happy that Eric and Doran are still together mm. doing their gayest, bestest I mean, Disneyland life. Yes. I'm happy they're still listening and they're still together because there are many people who we loved um, deeply who uh, don't listen anymore. There's also a picture in the front of the postcard of someone's hand. I don't know if it's one of theirs holding an otter's hand. Ugh. Hey, guys. An OG14 from the old gay pimpin' days and loyal Patreon member. Thank you, too, for being yourselves and sharing your lives with strangers like me because after all these years, I feel like you both are just good friends of mine, which is great because when I'm in my feelings, I can bring you or Johnny up and feel better. I'm in my feelings now as my partner, Doran, the one in the green jacket, is going for his fourth eye surgery on the same eye. Ugh. I'm scared and nervous that more problems will come like it always seems to have. But thankfully, I have you two and Johnny to distract me. The pictures shown are us in our recent trip to Tokyo Disneyland. A happier time in my life. Sorry for taking this to a depressing turn, but you need to know how much I love you too, Eric. Oh my God, that is so nice. That's so nice, Eric. We're always depressed, so you can never depress us. (laughs) And um, you know what? We also were very Mm. familiar with Tokyo Disneyland because it's right by where we missed um, our flight and then lived in Tokyo for two weeks. You guys are so cute. Mm. I'm so happy. Everything's going to be fine with his eye. And if it isn't, he has one eye that he can see out <laughs> yeah, of, quite frankly. Right. And you know what? <laughs> Fucking, I would do anything. You know what I mean? If, if Pee Wee could even have seen out of one eye. Yeah. It was, so everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Because it always is, no matter what. That's right. And I love that you, I got to finally admit to you that I took apart the ornament and <laughs> made it into a thing for that. And I showed it to you, right, Mama? Yeah, it looks great, and too. And they haven't aged a day. Nope. They're still so cute. So gay. They haven't gotten so any gay. straighter. No. No, no. no, one generally, um, once one's gay, one generally gets gayer. Yes, but I think they've stayed consistent gay. Uh, you know? Yeah, right. You're one, right. What well, you're saying, one never gets straighter. 
absolutely not. No, no, you just, that's why I feel like. <laughs> I think Johnny, there. quite frankly, has. Oh, maybe you're right. That's true. Because when he was that's, like soccer you know practice. You're right. That's you know true. I mean? You're, that's true. That's true. You're right. Mm. Like Johnny's walking around the streets and like women's panties are flying at his head. You're right. Cause he's just a big <laughs> hunking man yeah, with a giant dick in his pants. Right. And you that you I mean? can tell just from him walking. <laughs> oh, you can tell a woman knows. You can tell he can't even walk. It's like a third leg. Yeah. Now, last but not least, Brian, I'm not going to say his last name. I'm going to say Brian Q from New York. Okay. There was a couple times he signed his name and he did not put his last name. Okay. I'm going to put his last name on his picture for the Drug Dem Bulletin Board because I like to know people's last names because we have a few different Brian's. So, but I'm just here just in case. Brian's deeply in the closet wearing a dumb gay politics shirt in his photo in front of a gay pride <laughs> oh God, flag. That's great. Um, we're just not going to say his last name. So he sent us a gift box that we have been, Brian, I want you to know, enjoying so much on the 4th of July. Okay. He said... Two bags of Saratoga kettle chips. And you know, Memo, I love a barbecue chip with potato salad. Got potato salad. You got the potato salad and you put it right with the Bud Light next. I sure did. You did. And it was all because we knew we had Brian's BBQ fucking Saratoga kettle chips. Yep. He also sent us a Chili's gift card and some foot and face masks. But most importantly, he included two airplane bottles of Goldschlager. (laughs) The Nectar of the Gods. Mm. Actually, that's not what's most important. What's most important is this photo because I hate getting gift gifts or gift boxes without knowing what the people look like. Mm-hmm. Right, right, Mel. That's right. That's true. His picture has all the high key Fourth of July energy anyone has ever needed. He's literally <laughs> on a pier. Oh my god! With a boat in the background. Yes. In flip flops, <laughs> in a, in our podcast t shirt, <laughs> with an American flag and a gay flag mm, flying it. above his head, love with it. a beautiful blue sky. Oh my god, it's so pretty! And it's like it's it's just everything we ever needed on the Fourth of July, which we have spent indoors doing this podcast, thinking, why are we doing this podcast on America's Independence Holiday for free? How could we ever get our own independence if we never make any money? But then here comes Brian's letter, and we realize this is why. He also looks like he has the perfect 4th of July sunburn on his face. I love it. (laughs) Hey, guys. I just wanted to thank you both for DGP. I know at times you want to be done with the show, but I wanted to let you know it's my favorite podcast of the week. You both make me laugh so hard, and I know the show takes up a bunch of your time. As a 40-year-old gay federal employee, I know personally what a shit show our government can be. I've been fans of you both since People's Couch slash Vanderpump Rules After Show and was thrilled to find DGP a couple years ago and then join the Patreon. As a chump, congratulations on the new show at Sirius. I'll be tuning in after I listen to Jeff Lewis live. I wanted to get you both a few things I like and thought you both would enjoy. I grew up in Saratoga Springs, New York and love these kettle chips. Saratoga is where the original chip was created. Oh, who doesn't like Chili's perfect margaritas with the chips and salsa? Lotto tickets. Hope you win big. And my favorite Goldschlager shot. The pic of me wearing the DGP shirt was taken at Fire Island last summer for the drug den. Brandy, I am so sorry for your loss. Pee Wee was one lucky puppy to have you guys in his life. Thanks again for all you both do. XO. Uh, Big hug. Big keys, big hug, big keys. One of your biggest fans from the 14 listeners, Brian. Uh, His note and his picture, even down to the the message about Pee Wee, just it really did make our week. I want you to know, Brian, and it and it made our fucking Fourth of July. God damn it! Sure did. All right, 
Now it's time for Mau Mau to take us to 4th of July ski. You ready, Mau Mau? I'm ready. Yeah, this part. This bitch. Oh. Yes. Oh my god, it's amazing. So good. Mm. Mm. Channeling Prince. Mm-hmm. Today is the 4th of July. So 90% of American households will spend the day eating hot dogs and getting sunburned. And they'll spend the evening lighting fireworks and getting actually burned. But why? Do any of us really know? Well, I definitely don't. I'm sure what I learned in school back in the 1900s was probably a total and complete lie. And I don't really remember it anyways. But... Now I just have a feeling like my entire education wasn't even true, especially when it comes to American history. Um, So I pretty much depend on you for my American history, but I thought it was this. Okay. So the 4th of July, or I should say July 4th, 1776, was the day that the Declaration of Independence was signed. And that meant that America, which at that time, I'm just spitballing here, was made up of 13 colonies that had um, come here from England and we made our own co- constitution and our, what did we sign the constitution or did we sign the declaration? I don't know. I don't even know. Signed something on the 1776, July 4th, and that made us independent from England and we have our own government. I mean, and so there's that. <laughs> That's it. 
Was it the Constitution or was it the Declaration it's of the Declaration of Independence? Okay. okay. So that was great. That was it. I mean, that is it. <laughs> but I only know that from doing this podcast. Has to That's be. literally it. Now, what I'm going to now do is sort of break it down. So a lot of people just don't know, like, how it was broken down. Like, we basically, like, a lot of times, even me, I'm like, okay, it's July 4th. We've signed the thing. And then we were free. <laughs> that was it. That was it. But there was so much leading up to it and so much that happened after it that I thought today, so, uh, which I think is worth knowing. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start from the beginning and try and do this as uh, efficiently as possible. Okay. Well, I'll try to bug off. Yeah. And not well, maybe you questions. should also try, you could try and move me along. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Midnight. Okay. July 1st, 1776. Caesar Rodney was riding through the rain to get to Philadelphia. Who was he? Oh, he was a delegate of the Continental Congress, your favorite, from the colony of Delaware. He was going to vote to gain independence from Great Britain. He was the last and the final vote cast that propelled the 13 colonies to get the fuck away from King George III, otherwise known as the Mad King. How many votes did they need? They needed all the colonies to come together. Each colony was going to vote to do it. And so they just needed majority. each colony right within the and so each colony once we got all the colonies to say yes then we're going to move forward. Oh, they needed 100%. They well they didn't have 100%. Oh. They needed a a majority. Okay. So now it is noteworthy that Caesar is from the state as we know now as Delaware and so is our current president Jojo. It's weird his name was Caesar. Caesar Rodney. I don't know why I feel like that's such a strange it's very, name. It's very, it's, it is bizarre. <laughs> no one's ever even heard of him. Caesar Rodney is a little known name to those of us ignoramus who only know <laughs> Paul Revere for his famous midnight ride to Lexington and Concord, my hometown, yelling the British are coming, the British are coming. But we never get to learn is old Caesar who had face cancer and was sick as fuck, rode his horse all through the night from Delaware to Philadelphia to change the course of history. Wow. If you're curious... We yes. wouldn't even have Fourth of July if it wasn't for Caesar. If it wasn't for Caesar, <laughs> and no, his face cancer, and his face cancer. I mean, just look him up, and and they all the historians and the movies I watch, they love being like, and he had face cancer, <laughs> and he rode through the rain. So yes, there were people who voted against independence. There were people in each colony who voted against, and Delaware was one of those that was split. Which was why old Rodney's vote was so important. They were also the last colony to vote, and he was the very last person to vote. Now, even getting to this moment took years and people were totally torn and they debated constantly and there was tons of like rallies and whatever. And you can only imagine until the tide turned finally to taking a vote, which would declare our independence, wow. but which was really a declaration of war. But people were torn and a lot of people didn't want to go through the battle of splitting from England because they liked being British. Remember, the American colonies were just British people who took a chance to leave England to basically make England bigger and, like, go do their dumb religions and shit. But how can we have war if the ocean's in between us here on American so, land? So, I'll explain. Okay. Uh, we were a British colony and they had British troops constantly in the colonies. Oh, here. Okay. Yes. So, the colonists didn't want to leave England. They... And when they left England, they never thought they were going to be separate from England. They wanted, they were British citizens. Well, they honestly, liked being British. if somebody gave me the choice, 
I'd probably choose to be English too. <laughs> and a lot of pe- and a lot of people wanted to stay British. They liked being British, but they also wanted to do their alternative Christian lifestyle shit. So there was one way to be Christian in, in England. They didn't like it. So they thought, oh, okay, they want to colonize this new place. Let's go. We can do our stupid fucking religions, whatever. But even though they did that, they still identified and liked being British subjects. What we will soon come to learn is what they didn't like was being gaslit, used, manipulated, overtaxed, and not represented within their own country, meaning in the parliament. So the parliament would meet and the American colonies were never represented. So if we compare it today, it would be like the Congress and House of Representatives meets, but doesn't represent your state. And so you pay taxes, but receive nothing and no one cares what you think or what you want. But it would be even worse because you were sent there. Yes. I mean, they were just sent over and here not and even... then forgotten. But then demand but still money. That, but you demand that you remain British. And demand money from you. Yeah. So the British taxed the colonies on everything and made it impossible for them to get from under. They taxed everything from stamps to land. Literally every single thing you could pay money for, there was a tax. And then uh, it was the tea that ultimately drove them insane. The Boston Tea Party. Correct. And we understand now, knowing how British people love their tea and it's part of their heritage and culture. <laughs> and now the British government is taxing your fucking favorite thing and you're not getting anything in return. And the tea tastes like shit. And the tea tastes like shit. Probably so, was not PG tips. Probably not. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of tea. Maybe it was Earl Grey. Was I don't wa- know. It was whack-ass twinings <laughs> and nobody was here for it. Now, to, to give you an idea of how long the colonists had been protesting and asking for some sort of help or understanding or representation, in 1770 in Boston, which is one of the oldest cities in the colonies, Bostonians got in the streets and were carrying on and being fucking loud and annoying. And there were, it was winter. They were like, this is wicked fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we, want, we don't want to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> so fuck off, okay? <laughs> wicked fucking assholes. So, like I said, British soldiers were, were always around in the colonies. And there were British uh, forts. The British had Ugh, a huge... It really stressful. And it was. So it's super stressful. There were British forts everywhere. The British had, like, um, governors. And they, they had a whole sort of... So people would be like... Hey, so are we going to fucking break away? Yes. And they'd be like, yes, let's meet later. Don't say anything yep. to fucking... Exactly. Whatever. They Exactly. Exactly. And th- so it was all secret. That's so intense. Yes. And this was happening all over in the colonies, but may- it was a lot in Boston. Like, he- Boston was like the biggest. So but was Boston mainly to stay in or stay... Or Boston out? wanted out. Okay. So one, there was a, uh, uh, it was a winter night. And it was a few nights. It was a few nights, basically, where people were getting drunk and they were going out into the streets and they were start yelling at the soldiers. But one particular night, they were yelling back and forth. And as you can imagine, just like we said, like, go fuck yourself. It's wicked annoying. So then the Bostonians, the mass holes, threw rocks and snowballs at the British soldiers who were standing there with full muskets. And that there was, was completely in- ineffective. Well, then one of the British soldiers shot into the crowd and now that started more shooting and they killed 10 people most famously crispus attucks who was the first african-american killed in which was that was that moment was the beginning of the american revolution and it was the boston massacre that really ignited people's passions to get the fuck on the 10 people killed were people with snowballs and rocks correct right not the okay correct so now they're like fuck you just fucking killed my dad he was only throwing a snowball at you now it's on okay now it's on and it is just uh, the fact that this guy crispus attucks was african-american was like in uh, later historically going back you go wow you know he was a free African-American man 
who was in Boston and he was the first person to get killed, which was ultimately ignited the American Revolution. So it's just an That's important cool. sort of thing. Also so, a strange name. Uh, the, all the names are heard. strange. So for the next five years, the colonists met and rallied and protested. And the Caesar ten- and Crispus. Caesar and make, Crispus. You know, some crackers. I feel like there are. There are. I feel like those snap peas are. Those Caesar ones, Crispus. Those, yeah. I yeah. mean, it sounds delicious. Caesar Crispus. I don't know, I'm getting hungry. Caesar Crispus. <laughs> That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, and there'd be wasabi. There'd be C- there's Caesar flavored ones. Mm. So the tensions were high, like you said, and uh, and it was at an all time high. The famous men we now know, like Thomas Jefferson and Samuel Adams, were in a group called the Sons of Liberty, who would meet in taverns and talk about revolution and shit. And John Adams, who famously defended the British soldiers after the Boston Massacre in order to show that we must live in a society of laws and everyone should get a fair trial. So that event, the Boston Massacre, was a huge, huge, huge tipping point, which not only got everyone fucking wanting to to have a revolution, but it was the first time when a lawyer, a Boston lawyer, went and defended the British. In April of 1775 is what we know as the Battle of Lexington and Concord. And this was the first real act of war. King George gave the okay for the British to fully unload on the colonists in what became, and I know firsthand, is the Battle of Lexington and Concord in the Lexington Green. The Brit- That's when Paul Revere wrote in, the British are coming, the British are coming, the British are coming. Because King George was like, go fucking kill these assholes, please. And they went in. And they decided they were going to do it in Lexington. Paul Revere came in and they were, he was like, the British are coming. The British came in. And then the the militiamen and farmers and just people from their homes went into the green and they got into a fight with the British. After the Battle of Lexington and Concord, a bunch more shit happened, including towns across the country issuing their own local declarations of independence from the British crown. So we haven't even met nationally to do the declaration of independence people are so pissed yeah, about the massacre free stuff yes they're pissed about lexington and concord they're done they're meeting with in their, each little town and going we're fucking done we're fuck fuck you right. declaration of so independence it's kind of already happening when i thought the most profound thing you said was that it was less a declaration of independence and well at the time and more a de- deciding to declare war and that's what it so yes they were already getting attacked so they were yes. just finally like, let's all come together and decide. We're, let's fight. And now we're at war. And now we're not fucking That's right. fuck around. So we're doing all the meetings. We're doing all the shit. So the people had then. So, so within this time, the people are speaking. We're now getting. Wow. This town is is wants to be independent. This town wants to be independent. This town wants to be independent. This is crazy. So the the national, the, the 13 colonies, the Continental Congress had to basically now meet and go, okay, well, if the colonies all want to be free, I guess we need to decide as a group that now we want to go to war. So July 2nd, 1776, 12 colonies declared themselves independent with one abstaining, which was Delaware. New York. Oh, well, I thought Delaware rode through the night on Crispin Glover's they did. horse. <laughs> he did, but New York didn't even vote. So New York stayed out of it, and that's why we we were able to have... 12 Class- classic Brooke. Classic, classic fucking motherfucking Brooke. Brooke, okay? So that day, John Adams wrote to his wife, Abigail Adams, who everyone should look up because she was a badass bitch. He said, July 2nd will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival and that the celebration should include pomp and parade. I mean, he was wrong about that, though. Yeah. Okay, and go on. Yes. Pomp and parade, games, sports, guns, bells, 
bonfires <laughs> and illuminations, aka fireworks, from one end of this continent to the other. So he was almost right. Well, that explains a lot. It explains a lot. So weeks earlier, a group of men were chosen to draft the actual Declaration of Independence. Now, John Adams was like super famous. He was a lawyer and he was known to be super pompous and obnoxious. And he constantly, every time they met together in the Congress, he would constantly fucking talk about being independent. He wouldn't let it go. Everyone was annoyed by him. He was super fucking arrogant. And they all thought he was a dick. Okay. However, so when they finally decided to write the actual declaration, everyone was like, oh, fucking just fucking tell John Adams to do it. Ugh. But John Adams, who was shrewd and smart and a dick, said, no, no, let's have Thomas Jefferson do it. Because everyone liked yeah, Thomas Jefferson. Likes him. He was quiet. Everyone knew him to be a great writer. He was from Virginia. So it was like bringing like it was like north and south. It was like a whole thing. And John Adams didn't want to be divisive. So he's like, let 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 Tom do it. So Thomas Jefferson wrote the original Declaration of Independence. And he thought and again, another arrogant whatever he thought. Here it is. You're welcome. But the Congress still ripped into that and made him remove an entire section condemning Britain's slave policy, which was ironic since Thomas Jefferson still had slaves. On top of that, there was also all kinds of changes. And you know how we do when a bunch right. of fucking people get together. Everybody just has to get their two cents, bugging on. You haven't been at one meeting, but you're coming right. in with your opinion now. I think it should say this. I should yeah. think it should, it's like, you know what? Why don't you fucking? Yeah. We don't need your notes, babe. Now. The very famous passage, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Well, it was originally, we hold these truths to be undeniable and sacred. And it was Benjamin Franklin, who we now know was a flamboyant polymath, good time, great humor genius, who changed the line to we hold these truths to be self-evident. And by that, you meant AKA gay. But also, Probably. I feel like I like the original line better. We hold these truths to be undeniable and sacred. Yeah, because yeah. self-evident is now we're all going to argue about what that means to us. Right. And now it's open to interpretation. And I think undeniable and sacred hits it quite <laughs> harder. Right. It's some more. Me. We hold these truths to be self-evident is even more arrogant than any <laughs> right. of it at all. It's obvi. Right. Hey, it's guys. It's we so hold obs. these truths to be obs. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. So finally, on the 4th of July, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was approved. So wait, ap so did the fucking guy with the face cancer drive through the night on his horse and get there on the second? And then they all argued about the wording of the document for two days. The guy they voted, the guy went in on the first and then on the fourth. Okay. Yes. So they so that's why he said, let's all John Adams said, let's all have pomp and circumstance and games and nuttery for, right. two, for on July 2nd. But they all had to bug on with the document. Yes, for two days. exactly. Then, so then finally they all are going to sign the document and that's going to happen on July 4th. But we, what we all don't know is we really should be doing the shit on July 2nd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically July 2nd is when they all really fucking agreed. But July 4th is when they signed the shit. Okay. So um, I think July 4th has more of a ring to it. Yeah. I mean, it's weird, but... <laughs> So, okay, so now we know that... And I do feel like July 2nd might be, like, I really truly think it might be, like, Tom Cruise's birthday. Oh, really? Weird. Mm. Britney Spears, I think, might be December 2nd. And for some reason, I always think the 2nd is kind of a strange... July 2nd... He's 3rd. July 3rd. Oh, July 3rd. Yeah. Okay. I was very close, You were though. very close. And why? God damn. Who knows? God. So, 
okay. So now here we are. We've we've ratified the the document and everyone's ready to sign it. So what I never knew and what I found what I learned is that John Hancock, we all know with the famous signature, um, John Hancock was the president of the Continental Congress. So as we know, he's got the biggest signature on the declaration. This stunt queen. Okay. And now we here on this podcast have made fun of her for years. And just the thirst, the lurk, the size of the fucking signature. Okay. All of this shit. And it wasn't until today. And I don't know if I just passed out or never listened to the 5,000 documentaries I've watched on the American fucking revolution and didn't know that when John Hancock signed the declaration, he was the, he was the first one to sign it. And he was then quoted as saying there, King George can read that without his spectacles. I was very influenced by how big his signature was. Mm -hmm. My last name starts with H. Mm. I loved that his last name started with an H. Um, I'm a total lurk on uh, group cards. Oh, uh uh, oh, with with your with your signature. The thing you sign at the wedding. Mm -hmm. I have to bug. Uh I hate when I don't have a lot of room. Right. In a bathroom, when you're defacing a bathroom wall. I'm bothered if I don't have enough you of want a your, marker. Uh-huh. I like it a strong, bold signature. Right. Yeah. And it was because him. I'm because telling you, it was very mark. influential on me. There was there was nothing I could hold on to in these classes. And the only thing I'd get was like, oh, cool. Like his signature is like the biggest one. If they would have <laughs> at least gone back and taught it with some rough edges. I mean, that's super fucking interesting. What flair. happened? Some flair. Yeah. yeah. And these guys are all flamboyant fucking yeah. forgots. Yeah. I mean, really, at the end of the day, <laughs> seriously, I know they were married, but a lot of these guys were gay. I'm sorry. They were. Yeah. Were. Now, going going back to old Caesar, who's, he also signed the Declaration Face of Independence. Cancer. Face Crispin cancer. Glover. I exactly. cannot believe he signed the Declaration, too. Yeah. So the Declaration was what they were going to use to give to the king and say, you're done, bitch. We're done. We're going to do our shit. We're sick of paying taxes and not getting anything in return. So go to the curb with the other trash. Sorry, it didn't work out. Sorry, you're a douche. We have to go make all white men free and everyone else suffer. See you later. So that's what that document was supposed to do. We're going to hand this document to the king. We're done. Signing this document during this time was very dangerous. They all knew when they did that as an act of war, they could either be free or they were all going to get killed. Not just in a war, but if they were caught, they would be hung. So, or hanged. Hung? Yeah. Either way, they're about to get assassinated, too. All of it. So they just get their head fucking chopped off, like the Halloween guy who rides on the horse through the night. <laughs> exactly. Anything. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Benjamin Franklin said at the end of that meeting, we should all hang together for surely if we don't, we will all hang separately. So they all sort of, you know, like made a pact, like, we're in this together. This is it. On July 8th, they read the declaration publicly in Philadelphia, and there was a lot of mixed fucking reviews. A lot of mixed reviews. On July 9th, they read it in New York City. The people got so excited in New York that they tore down a statue of King George and melted the statue into 42 musket bullets, which I just think is kind of cool. And that's when John Adams showed up and went, you weren't even involved. So <laughs> exactly. fucking, you might as well just stop with the melting yeah. of the statues. Why are we even excited? So the war had begun. So on July 4th, 1776, they're reading it everywhere. Everyone's fucking dying. Some people are freaking out. But we are now in now we are at war. The British are already there. So now we're already fighting. But do we know what King George has has is thinking when he gets the document? Like he's like, 
okay thanks for your letter i'm not fucking doing whatever you're saying oh yeah well, they knew yeah exactly yeah. king george was going to be like send more troops he's like That's you're all neat. gonna he die tossed it into the fire and did more drugs Correct. or whatever he was exactly up to. exactly so the thing was that uh on july 4th 1776 people did start partying they did fire <laughs> off guns they did set bonfires they did drink in public they did set fireworks off all of that and cannons and during that time more than fireworks you were you were you were lighting up cannons so you're sending up fucking cannons and blowing up cannons. so there's pretty much the same death it's the same shit yeah july 4th 1777 the war is still going on mm. but we're still celebrating july 4th however now we're tired we're tired we're still in a war people are like well oh, this sucks i don't know if we should have done this and people are super fucking depressed so July 4th became a holiday of... Um, you know what it's like? It's like the July 4th after Trump got elected. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty... It's bizarre, okay? I remember that July 4th and it was just like, eh, eh. And the same exact shit happened. Instead of a celebration and a party, it turned into pep rallies, speeches, we can do it, don't give up, the, um, all of that stuff. So the it would be everything to make people feel better and try and keep them going it was during this time like keep fighting guys keep it's fighting cool. i know your whole family's dead no yep. it's, worth, it's gonna be worth it yep sorry yep. we got involved in this fuck. exactly and that's what july 4th became during <laughs> that time it also was when okay we need to fucking we need some symbols we need some shit we need some songs what are we gonna do so that's when yankee doodle became a thing yankee doodle was a term used uh, by the British to insult colonists like you are just a Yankee doodle like you're a bleh. so we took it over we made ourselves Yankee doodle dandies in 1777 now we're Yankee doodles and gay <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> yeah we're Yankee doodles <laughs> then in same year the first American flag was commissioned and those started waving around so now we've got flags we got Yankee doodle we got trying to make people feel better we got the fireworks we got fucking all of it Cannons. okay we got the cannons. So Betsy Ross, we've got Betsy Ross stitching the flag in 1777. So this is now going we need to now like what brand we need to brand. We need to make ourselves. We need to brand America. We need something <laughs> okay. to make to hold on to. We need Strong. something to hold. We need something to look at. We need all this shit. So this goes on until 1783. So America, mm. that's when America won the war. So that is a long time to be in a fucking war. So all the bells during that time. You know, church bells and those huge bells. Remember the Liberty Bell, that big fucking bell? Those bells were everywhere. People were ringing all the bells, except in South Carolina. They didn't ring the bells because the British took all their bells. <laughs> so everyone is unified. Everyone is happy for like two minutes. Uh, because once the common enemy is taken away, now all we have is each other. So in, the, in May of 1787, that's when all the men got together to write the Constitution. Because shit was falling oh, apart internally. Seven Constitution. Yes. So even one year more than could, we couldn't get it out a decade. Just to <laughs> I fucking know, round I it out. Or actually, it would have been two two years, twelve years it took. Yeah. So the Constitution, we never celebrate like the bicentennial of like the Constitution. I don't know why, because it's the Constitution the that really you know, makes the country. You know, the but anniversaries. Yeah. yeah. So that affected July 4th also. So July 4th celebration and and 
during that time got super divided and super MAGA. People didn't want a national government or a federated nation or a federal government. They wanted their little, they wanted their colonies. They wanted their states. But July 4th was evolving. Small cults. Small cults. Small cults. That's what they wanted. Small cults. Yeah. So July 4th was evolving into a thing, but the whole, everyone was falling apart though. So the Congress came together and was like, we got to bring people together. So they wrote the constitution. So July 4th celebrations became pretty streamlined from state to state. There'd be parades of veterans, local militia. The parade would end at a courthouse. There would be speeches for hours praising the men and women who who fought for this great nation. After the speeches, there would be the firing of cannons, 13 cannons representing 13 original states. And the number 13 became the thing of July 4th. 13 courses in a meal, 13 toasts, everything surrounded the number 13 so that everyone would come together in this thing of like, we're 13 fucking colonies. We're amazing. I didn't know that. So there's that. I could have easily been doing 13 shots. You could easily. Of July. Easily. Wow, in 1812, so... Britain and the United States got in another war known as the Second American Revolution. This is where the British set the presidential mansion on fire. But Americans won again. We have to keep hearing about wars, Momo. And this really helped galvanize the country. And the 4th of July got even bigger and even more unified. By 1819, the 4th of July was changing from a somber remembrance to the big celebratory party it was the first year. So a circle jerk of America, fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. And the references to the revolution and the war is now in the background. And partying and optimism and we are family is on the forefront. The War of 1812 also gave us some of our most annoying songs and Americana we get to indulge in for the fourth and all year, really. Attorney Francis Scott Key went aboard a British ship in 1814 to negotiate the release of a prisoner. And he witnessed this crazy bombing between the ships at Fort McHenry. And he was moved by the fact that the flag was still there. And he wrote a poem called Star Spangled Banner. Then the Americans put that poem to an old British drinking song. And now we've got that that we have to fucking deal with every 4th of July. So basically, it goes on and on and on and on. On on July 4th, I just want to say that there are two important July 4ths. uh, One when, uh, uh, obviously, June 19th isn't July 4th, but that is a second Independence Day. And that is now sort of seen as the sister or brother to july 4th when we freed the slaves or when you know african americans they have an independence day and when women went on july 4th 1876 and they slapped their dicks down while somebody read the declaration of independence we also have an additional national anthem that we're going to play at the end of this podcast which is our own personal new national anthem we ourselves don't fuck with the star spangled banner anymore right and um so now we have juneteenth and we have the new national anthem and that's how we doing it here so here we are on july 4th and it's still i'm sure going to be used to sway someone somewhere to get into trump to believe hunter biden's the devil to blame the jews or to set up fireworks in your street and perhaps blow up your car and your house so now you know happy fourth bitch Okay, now it's time for a very special Declaration of Independence. So there's that. America, America. America, fuck yeah. So <laughs> 
All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of all the terrible shit happening in the world. Today is the 4th of July, our official Independence Day in America, and believe it or not, Julie actually found that the Declaration of Independence is still a source of hope in 2023, 247 years after it was written. I don't think anything stands the test of time uh, 247 years later, but you're here to tell us that the Declaration of Independence is actually a source of hope for us. Not only is it a source of hope, maybe, (laughs) but I do find that it is extremely relevant right now. And you could put this in front of me, change some of the names and the words, and I would think someone wrote this last week. But it's good to be a so there's that, or is it just relevant? I think so. I Yeah, I think, yeah. To me, I think, um, yes, I think it's a piece of poetry that you could look at and go, uh, not just America, fuck yeah, but you go, fucking... Freedom. Freedom, fuck, fuck yeah. 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 Well, I hear fireworks going off too. in the background. So what I'd like to do is what I really want to do uh, is just read it. Okay. I just I want to read it. And if anything strikes your fancy, feel free to. I do want to say that it's going to be, you know, it's it's the sun is still out here. But mm-hmm. but being being the Southern California trash that we are, uh, fireworks are already starting. Yes. But I'm. this is going <laughs> to probably be the first time in the history of my entire life that I'm hearing the Declaration of Independence read while fireworks are going off yes, on oh the my 4th God. of July. And you know what? Just like the history that we learned, this is what people literally did on the 4th of July. Well, I'm going to open the door okay. so that we can hear the fireworks okay, and really add some ambiance. And now at the end of the day, regardless if you find this hopeful or not, I do think it's extremely important for all of us to at least have read it this like one time. So... I read it and I was like, oh, my God. So I hope it doesn't take too long. (laughs) When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature of nature's God entitle them. Mm. It's already so boring and confusing. A decent. God, Was there any way to make it more like. Normal. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary to go, you don't fucking run me. You don't fucking run me. You don't get to do that. You don't get to own me. You don't get to run me. You don't fucking tell me uh, how I can live my motherfucking life. Okay. Because the laws of nature and the laws of God has entitled me to have all of that. You want to take my taxes? That's fine. You better do something for me in return. Okay. That's paragraph one. Great. (laughs) Already so much better. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men (laughs) are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. When we don't like the government, we have a right to get rid of that government. And that January 6th people would say that's what they were doing. They would, except they did it unlawfully. So that what 
what they didn't do was vote. So now that's so that's okay. that means we can vote for a different government. We also, can, all people are created equal. We're all created with the same exact equality that's and right. same rights because we're human beings and no government is going to go against different people, even though it says men right. changing that. Well, that's the thing. But it we're all created equal. Equal, 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 equal. I wish a fire could go off right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They never go uh, off when you want them to. So get this. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shewn that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train <laughs> of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. It's so boring. The history of... It just like doesn't make sense good. So uh, basically, fuck the government there or, or we don't. It's been easier for all of us to sit and suffer because we never felt like we had a voice. But we do have a voice and we are going to use it. And then they go on to say the history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries, all having indirect object, the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. So they're saying that he's a tyrant and we don't we're not going to live under a tyrant. So then they go and say everything he did. This is where my mind went. I cannot believe this. Okay. This is what the king did. He's refused to assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. Trump, he's forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when his power, can you replace the word assent with power? Cause it doesn't make fucking sense. Yes. Till his power should be obtained. And when so suspended, he's utterly neglected to attend to them. Trump. He's refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. That's what he wanted Mike Pence to do. He's called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. Trump. He's dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He's refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. Okay, I'm going to just skip to the end. So basically... It's every single fucking thing. You guys need to read it. It's absolutely unbelievable that every single thing that they're accusing the king of, Trump literally did and is continuing to do. And we now have half a country who wants to live under an authoritarian rule and an authoritarian government, which is exactly what the monarchy was, which is exactly why we had a revolution. And though people call themselves patriots, and by the way, the patriots during that time were people who wanted to be away from England. 
They didn't want a monarchy. That was what a patriot was. And now patriots are people who want to be in a monarchy. It is absolutely fucking unbelievable. I do find this to be inspiring. It is history repeating itself. And we know what's right. It was written right here. So at the very end, this is the very last paragraph. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. So, so there's, there's fucking that. that. <laughs> Happy fucking fourth. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. So that's it for our special 4th of July episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast and for that entire direct reading of the Declaration of Independence. Not I mean, entire. Well, <laughs> but it certainly wasn't an uh, um, interpreted version. What was read was directly from the actual <laughs> fucking document that's decaying in a fucking museum in Philadelphia probably. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do two a week, every week. They're both an hour. There's no politics. There's no ads. There's no structure. There's no rules. It's just supposed to be stress-free, mindless fun. It's not always funny. It's not always kooky it's just whatever we're feeling and doing and up to but it's always authentically us bad or good and we've been doing them since 2017 and they really mean a lot to us and the people who subscribe mean a lot to yeah, us too that's right and you can subscribe for only a dollar you get one podcast a week for one dollar and two podcasts a week for two dollars and when you sign up you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts there's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes but a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. Well, that's the only way anyone's going to find out all of the questions that people have been sending us about how we met, mm. why I call you Meow Meow, all the things, all the meta things. There's so many years of recorded fucking bullshit, yeah. pointless bullshit. The only reason it matters is to have your questions answered so and to have laughs. Uh, there's a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. There's also a button on the Patreon page on our website, which you can just click and it takes you straight to joining, or you can just Google Julian Brandy Patreon, and then you can click that link. It's super easy to find. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. 
And the 4th of July. <laughs> Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmony of liberty. Let our Facing the right.